0: There's nothing special about being American. None of you can define for me what an American is. I am the nation. I was born on July 4th, 1776, and the Declaration of Independence is my birth certificate. The bloodlines of the world run in my veins because I offered freedom to the oppressed. I am many things and many people. I am the nation. I am 200 million living souls and the ghost of millions who have lived and died for me. I'm Nathan Hale and Paul Revere. I stood at Lexington and fired the shot heard round the world. I'm Washington, Jefferson, Patrick Henry. I'm John Paul Jones, the Green Mountain I'm David Crockett. I'm Lee.
1: Coming to you from the D tom Studios in the free state of Florida Sponsored by Mark Bourbon This is Don't Tread on America Coast. Don't you let's go, come on. The Alright, guys, how's everybody doing out there today? It is Tuesday, February 20th, 2024. I'm back two days in a row. What? You're welcome. No, I told you I'd be back. And, uh, man, let me tell you what. I will give props to these guys that that do shows five days a week. Now, I'll give them props, but then I'm going to quickly take the props away from them because it's their job. They, their job is to do this five days a week. I, like you guys, have a job that I do five days a week. And then I bring you this show. I try to get in here three days a week. That's why I'm here today. I was here yesterday. And um, I'm back today because I'm trying to get back on track to my Sunday, Tuesday, Thursday. So I'll be back again on Thursday. And um, I got a little sum little sum here. I don't know that I'll go the whole hour, but whatever. You know, my sponsors will be fine with that. Speaking of sponsors, guys, please, whatever podcast app you're listening to this on, guys, this is the important things. Whatever podcast app, make sure that you're following the show, number one, and then make sure you share the show, number two. And number three, if you're on Apple or Spotify, if you could please, please, please leave me a rating uh if you want to leave a comment or whatever that's cool too i'll read them on the show um and don't forget we are also on rumble at don't Turn on america tv now i understand that if you're listening to the podcast what's the point if i'm listening to you i don't need to go see your ugly ass face cool i get it but do me a favor if you are on rumble if you watch videos instead of using youtube if you use rumble now i used to do videos on youtube I stopped doing that because it was very time-consuming to put the videos up for whatever reason. It's actually easier to do it on Rumble, but um, I, I just kept on getting demonetized. And what's the point of going through all that trouble if every little thing I say was gonna get me demonetized? So I was like, "Fuck it." So we started doing Rumble. So point being is, if you use Rumble for whatever, look up the show. You don't have—I <laughs> mean, in all honesty—if you don't want to watch it, cool, don't watch it. If you want to watch it. Hi, but most importantly, follow the show. That just gets my numbers up and helps with the algorithm and all that crap. And uh, guys, make sure you're also following us on social media. We are Don't Tread on America on Facebook, Instagram, True Social, and The Ticker Talker. Now, The Ticker Talker is just for drinks. And <laughs> I made it the easiest drink that I could possibly make today. And it's fucking fantastic. Hold on, let me take Oh, yeah. I know it's not summertime yet, but that is a blackberry lemonade. When probably tomorrow or the next day or someday this week, I'll make a video. Put it up on the ticker talker on how to make that. Two ingredients. Well, three if you count ice. Very easy. But uh, it takes a special ingredient to make it. You have to watch the TikTok to find out how to do that. And uh, if you're not on social media, that's fine. You can check us out at DontTreadOnAmerica.com. And you can email me at... Don Q at com. If you have any questions, concerns, ideas, anything you want to talk to me about, you can message me on all those platforms. I do answer them. I try to get back to you in a timely manner because, like I said, keep in mind, I do have another job. I have an actual, I should another, an actual job. Remember, the tagline to the show is, I'm just a dude with a full-time job and a part-time podcast. And then when we get to sponsors, don't forget to check out the D-Tom store. The link is at the bottom of the podcast app and once you're listening to this on. And that's all my stuff. You see, I got some t-shirts. I got whiskey glasses. All sorts of stuff on there. Check it out. And then uh, Reaper Apparel Company. You can check them out at ReaperApparelCode.com. Use promo code DTOM to get 10% off your order. Here's one of their t-shirts right here. I got it. If you're watching on Rumble, you can see... And you can also see this hat they sent me and some stickers. Now, they have all sorts of other stuff. They have sweatshirts and all sorts of stuff. So, check them out. Uh, Reaperapparelcode.com. Promo code DTOM. Link is at the bottom of the podcast app also. All right. Let's get down to business. Now, I did have a listener. Now, I, I knew this problem existed on the last show Um, But I did get a message from one of the listeners who had said it sounded like it was skipping, like the audio was skipping. It wasn't skipping. See, what happened was, I don't know. I I was recording the last show. After I get done recording, I don't watch. I have notes in front of me, okay? I don't have a script. I just have some notes, some clips, whatever. Um, I don't watch the, the audio recording, okay? But when I was done recording... The um the last show uh, a warning had popped up so there was a bunch of interruptions whatever I tried to edit those out as best as I could but it kind of sounded like I was talking like that <laughs> but really the gaps in it were were a few seconds long so I had to cut the gaps out or it'd have been like blah, blah 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 so I at least took the gaps out so you didn't hear that so I was hoping no one would catch the skips but. Obviously you guys are hanging on every word that I have to say and you caught him Hopefully those issues won't happen as I'm recording right now. I Can see on my computer that it says dicks dick. It says dick Disk space remaining for recording is 11 hours and 19 minutes. So what that means is this Don's gonna have to buy him an external hard drive to get all this stuff off of my computer But not your concern, something I'll have to deal with. If you want to help me with that, though, send me money. No, (laughs) you can go to the DTOM store, check out our merchandise there. You can go to Reaper Apparel, check them out, too. All right. So do you remember a few months back I talked about this? And do you remember when Dick Durbin from the great state of Illinois had this to say?
0: What troubles me about the debate now about the southern border is it is one half of the immigration equation. Yes, we need order at the border. Yes, order we need at the border. changes in the laws that reflect the reality of the overwhelming numbers from all over the world who are coming to our, our shores and our border. But there is also an incredible demand for legal immigration into this country even now. The presiding officer, my colleague from the state of Illinois, has legislation which addresses one aspect of that. Her Bill, and I hope I describe it accurately, says that if you're an undocumented person in this country and you can pass the physical and the required test, background test, the like, you can serve in our military, and if you do it honorably, we will make you citizens of the United States. Do we need that? Do you know what the recruiting numbers are at the Army and the Navy and the Air Force? They can't reach their quotas each month. They can't find enough people to join Our military forces. And there are those who are undocumented who want the chance to serve and risk their lives for this country. Should we give them a chance?
1: Hell to the fuck no. But you do recall when when I I played that on a show a few months ago. Now, it's interesting how it's like we have legal people trying to get into this country, but we want to get the illegals to join the military. So why am I bringing this up again? Well, (laughs) you ask... (laughs) <laughs> and doubt shall happen here we go february 2024 they've made it official now it's not official that the bill has passed but there is a bill introduced and it is called the courage to serve act now this bill will allow migrants to serve in the u.s military and get citizenship with benefits a new proposal in washington that would help migrants get an expedited path to citizenship it required in the first serve in the U.S. military. Um, what is that? Right, Fox size. I don't know. Morgan Mac. What? I, let me let me go to the fucking. Let me go to the Fox thing here. I, I someone writes shit down, and it's not me. As I was getting it off of Twitter, but I got the story here. Um, <clears throat> Republican Democrats are joining forces as pushing for a faster pathway to citizenship for uh, for migrants who serve in the U.S. military. It comes after talks about overhauling the border and u.s immigration system fell through this week after months of negotiations reps john james of michigan and pat ryan of new york are introducing a Currents to serve act which would qualify and vet migrants into an expedited lane of eventually becoming u.s citizens if they serve in the armed forces according to the text of the bill obtained where did it go attained by fox digital the legislation would create a pilot program that would uh, apply to people with no lawful permanent status, like asylum seekers, uh, migrants waiting for work authorizations. They require vetting by both FBI and US citizen, blah, blah blah, blah, blah. Here's the thing. Now, correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm pretty sure that if you are a criminal, okay, you are not allowed to join the military. Okay. Now, if you're a US citizen, if you have broken the law and you have been adjudicated guilty on a crime, you are not allowed to join the military. So we're we're automatically gonna allow these people that are breaking the law to come into this country. They're breaking on the law to gain access to the military. Now, when I talked about this originally a few months ago, my point of all this was, and I still I still believe this is when when we've had these conversations. Say like if you go back to COVID and you go back to force uh, mandates and force vaccinations, which they didn't do, but we theorized that that's something that could happen or could have happened. And when Chris was on the show, we used to have this argument that I just can't imagine. That, that would ever happen. I can't imagine that a U.S., an American born and bred soldier would come, you know, knocking on your door, kicking your door and forcing you to take a needle that you don't want to take. Forcing to take your guns, forcing to do this, forcing to do that. And this solves that problem because these people that are coming from wherever in the world don't give a fuck about you. They're not Americans. They don't care. They can't pledge an oath to the Constitution of which they weren't born under. So why would that's – the, that's the most concerning thing of all about making these individuals um, part of our military. And if you noticed over the past few months, six, seven months, all you ever heard on the news was how these individuals – and I'm not saying that 100 percent of them were, but most, the majority of these people coming across are military-age males, right? Now you have seen some women and some children, so it's not to say that. Let's <laughs> sit on the cord there. It's not to say that all of them are military-age males, but a good percentage of them are. So, I have to I have to split these factions of people into two separate situations. I feel that there's a group. Of uh, military age males That are crossing the border Now, I can't think That they're coming from whatever country Just willy-nilly Let's go to America I'm 25 years old I'm from whatever whatever stand country And I'm going to go to America So I can join the military So I can be all I can be Right? Um, and then I think there's a faction Of people who are legitimately wanting to to come to this country for work, and they're bringing their family with them. And for whatever reason, they're doing it illegally. Instead of going through the front door, so to speak, they're jumping over your fence, right? Now, in this country, you are perfectly capable of coming from one country to this country, seeking asylum, asylum and doing those things. The way that these people are going about the whole situation is what pisses me off and pisses a lot of americans off but i can even get past and i and maybe some people will frown at what i'm about to say but i can get past some of the the women and children and maybe they're not their children maybe they're I, i don't know but the optics of it if if it if it looks like a family maybe maybe it is a family not everyone that's doing this is a bad person i'm sure it's the the, even if it's only half of these people, I say the majority, but even if it's only half of these numbers, hell, even if it's only 30% of these numbers that are military age males, what are we talking? Over almost 7 million people in the last three years? Let's just say for shits and giggles that it was 30%, okay, that are military age males and their purpose of being here is to join our military. And not for what we think it is. Not because our numbers are down and the Marines and Navies and so on and so forth. But maybe <laughs> our military capacity isn't... I mean, if you take all the National Guards and, and all that stuff, it's what? About 2 million, I think, give or, give or take. <laughs> if, you, if you say 7 million people crossed the border <clears throat> in the past three years... And I'm just lowballing and saying 30% of those are military age males. It's, it could be higher, but let's just say it's 30%. That's 2.1 million people that have crossed this border illegally that are quote unquote military age males. Now, what if, just asking a question here, but what if these people are being recruited by our government? kind of how they would recruit you out of high school, okay? Remember, you'd be in high school, and you had the posters. You had the the uh, the recruiters would show up on campus. They would talk to you, you. You'd take the ASVAB test. I don't even know if they do that anymore, but remember, you take the ASVAB test, and one of the branches would come talk to you, like the Navy. <laughs> come talk to me. Hey, you know, blah, blah, blah. And uh, you would think that, I don't know that it's to that point. I don't think there's recruiters (laughs) south of the border or overseas or whatever recruiting. But what if there's posters? What if if this is something that's already, even though this is a new bill being proposed, which really pisses me off about John James being in this, being he's a veteran. But what if there's posters in some of these other countries? Come to America, join the military. And what if their purpose, what if they're purpose is to create this foreign guard let's say now on other shows you'll hear them refer to it more of a oh you might as well give them blue helmets they'll be like the u.n they'll be the u.n within the u.s and we will not have to worry about bringing the u.n because you'll have them there and i understand what they're saying but what if it has nothing to do with the u.n aspect of it and it comes more to a you have a two or three million man army of non-americans that. Will do anything you tell them to, do because they want to be American citizens, and they don't care about the the people in this country. They don't care about the white or the black or the <laughs> natural born Hispanics or whatever that live here that might own guns and might not want to take vaccines and might not want to do this and might not want to do that. They don't care. They're being told what to do, and they and they're being, you know, the the prize of citizenships being held over their head. They'll hold no allegiance to you, their fellow, quote-unquote, Americans, because there is no allegiance. You are not their fellow Americans. But what if it's even more sinister than that? What if... What if this is all something else? And what do I mean by that? You'll have to find out next week. I'm, I'm joking. <clears throat> One of the largest groups, or the fastest growing groups, I should say, at the southern border are Chinese migrant encounters. So, what does that mean? Who cares? Well, in this past year, the fiscal year, there was twenty-four thousand Chinese migrants encountered at the southern border now it's just southern border that doesn't count what's coming in through canada because those numbers are rising too and oddly enough we're not talking about that but most of these individuals are military age men what if their purpose of being here has nothing to do with joining our military but maybe joining a military now you might say well 24,000 that's not a lot it's you know well here's the thing the prior to that The past, um, I don't know if I have it wrote down here. I'm going to have to go off of memory. But I want to say it was the past three or four years prior to that, those numbers were only 500 total for the whole time. So in this past year, you had 24,000. prior to that, for the past two or three years, it was 500. Now, these people, I, I don't know if this video has sound. Let me click on it. Video, where's the mute? The 2023 fiscal year that's much higher than the average across maybe Chinese migrants are reportedly willing to pay cartels up to $35,000 for smuggling services, and for a lot of them, it pays off. More than 50% of Chinese asylum applications were granted in the 2023 fiscal year. That's much higher than the average across all nationalities, which is only 14%. Now, these individuals are coming here, they say, for work. So, if you're leaving your country, and I don't care, Chinese, whatever color, whatever nationality, whatever, how do you have $35,000 to pay anybody if you're coming here for work? What are you coming here to work on? You know, in the past year, we've talked about Chinese bio labs in California. We've talked about Chinese... Secret Chinese police stations in California, New York, and other states. What if these individuals, who are military age males, are being told by the Chinese government, This is what you need to do. Here's the money you need to do it with. We need you to cross the border. Do this. We need you to do that. They give them step by step instructions for them to cross the border and meet up in these different states or these different cities. And a stout because we don't know who these people are. That's the thing. I could cross the border and say I'm Bob Johnson and they'd be like, Okay. <laughs> you know, if I if I'm from another country, there's no way to vet me if I don't have any fingerprints on file or any ID or whatever you're, you're gonna take my word for it. You're gonna write that name down, you're gonna put down Ching Chong Ching, you know, and then uh, hope that you show up at court one day. You know what I'm saying? I mean, we can't honestly be this stupid as a country unless there's an ulterior motive. Now, what if we believe that these people are coming to join our military? Uh, you guys aren't watching our rumble. I'm throwing up a quotation marks every time I say that. <laughs> but what if these individuals from China are coming in to for, for another reason? Okay, now this is an article from June of last year. Okay, this is from Newsweek. The title goes, Is China Sneaking Military Personnel into the U.S. via the Border? Well, I don't know. Let's scroll down and see. (laughs) Republican Chair of the House Homeland Security Committee has said that it was very likely that military personnel were being inserted into the United States by China by crossing the southern border announcing an investigation into Homeland Security Alejandro Mayorkas over his role in the Biden Biden crisis, border crisis. Uh, Mark Green, former U.S. Army serviceman and representative of Tennessee, claimed many of the Chinese nationals entering America... Excuse me. I was trying to hold that burp back. It it came. What are you going to do? Chinese nationals entering America were military-age men, many of them having quote-unquote known ties to the ruling Chinese Communist Party and the People's Liberation Army. It comes after Melissa Dalton, Assistant Secretary for Defense for Homeland Security, uh, told the House Armed Services Committee in March that China, along with Russia, was now posing more more, more more dangerous challenges for the safety and security of the U.S. homeland. Both Dalton and Green cited the incident in February in which a Chinese spy balloon uh, which Beijing claims was a wayward weather balloon passed over the continental U.S. before being shot down, had recovered off the coast of South Carolina as a sign of a new threat. Um, during the press conference, Green told, or I'm sorry, Green noted that there had been a massive surge of Chinese nationals crossing the southern border, claiming that m- many of whom were military-aged men, many with known ties to PLA and the CCP. Public data from the U.S. Customs and Border Patrol uh, Border Protection Agency shows, in 2023, has seen a spike of encounters of Chinese nationals at the southern land border compared to previous years, when border crossings were overall lower due to coronavirus pan- pandemic restrictions. As of April, there have been a total of, um, we'll just say, 10,000 encounters in the fiscal year to date, which runs from October to September. Now, this was as of April. <laughs> the year ended you know, it ended in September, um, was (laughs) ended up being 24,000. So in April was say 10, it was a little under 10, but we'll call it 10 by six months or five months later, it was 24 in 2022, there was 21,000 while 15, 20, 2100, I should say. While over 1,500 of these individuals were family units, the vast majority, 8,300 of these single adults, through the breakdown of age. So 8,300 of these people, as of April, were what they quote, quote and call uh, military age men. Now, once again, I've asked the question, I've said this a couple of different times. Is this a situation where these individuals are being sent over here by their government um, in a low-key invasion. So you send 20-some-odd thousand men, and let's say uh, 20,000 of them are your military age men. The other four were legitimate families, whatever. Um, And you do that Next year and the year after. And now you have a nice little army here. And and, and maybe you only need 20,000 men. And it's not that they're going to take up arms necessarily and fight a war. But what if these are terrorist cells? Like you just heard Lindsey Graham the other day come out and say that sh- we should make Russia a uh, terror a sponsor, terror, whatever, terror state, whatever the fuck they call these people. You know, kind of like Iran or whatever. And I, I don't recall the reasoning... I just kind of heard it, and I was just kind of like, whatever. And not to get off on a whole tangent about that, but here we go. Um, As quick as they want to call out Russia for being a state sponsor of terrorism, the one one country that we're trying to help by financially and whatever actually is a terroristic nation by killing journalists, putting Americans on, killing American journalists, mind you, putting American journalists and American people on kill list because they don't agree with you, Ukraine. But, you know, we're going to focus on Russia. But that's a show for another day. Let me get back to what I'm talking about. So what if these 20-some-odd thousand individuals that are coming into this country and that are Chinese nationals, what if they have extensive backgrounds in Munitions, cyber attacks, um, urban warfare. Uh, So you don't need 100,000, 500,000 individuals, 20,000 to do you just fine. On top of whoever's already here. And on top of that, what if you have Chinese nationals that were born here? Like, let's say... I mean, like I've said before, these people, a lot of these people played a long game. It's not an instant thing. Now, um, there could be people that were born in America of Chinese descent. Maybe their their parents were China, from China. And then they've been indoctrinated by their family to the ways of the Chinese, whatever. And now they're able to buy guns. They're able to do the things that Americans are allowed to do that would help these individuals create terror now it isn't it isn't in their their wheelhouse i guess for chinese to be terrorist you don't usually see that but it in this day and age of everyone wanting to be number 1 and i've said this for a long time even before i started doing this show that how great would america be if we just mind in our own business. And I think that's part of the problem. I think <clears throat> I think we butt our our nose into so many people's other into their business that it kind of pisses them off. But I also would say that you kind of have to show some sort of might because even if even if we didn't fuck with nobody, eventually someone would want to knock the champ off the off the throne, right? <sighs> And with Biden being in there and these open door policies that we have, and initially, if it was just a bunch of people coming from South America or, you know, Central South America, Mexico, wherever, and then these other countries took notice, wow, look at how easy it is for these people to come from wherever in South and Central America, and they're literally just walking into the country. What if, what if we sent our people we could set up bases and we could set up this and we could set up that. On top of that, I told you a couple of weeks of back weeks of back weeks ago how Venezuela Maduro was releasing his prisoners in Venezuela and sending them to the border. So you know you have to be a pretty bad person to be in prison down there in his uh, insane asylums and sending sending them this way. Well what would be the purpose? It's not that I don't believe that necessarily these individuals from, say, Venezuela have been given instructions on what to do. He's just like, get the fuck. You, you can be free. You just got to be free up there. Well, if these are criminals from Venezuela. And then we saw the same thing from different countries in Africa. If, if, just asking the question, if that's the case, and these criminals from, pardon the expression, but shithole countries... Are being released from their prisons to come here what kind of outstanding individuals do you think they're gonna be for us in this country and I've said this before if you ever tried to leave this country if you said you know what I no longer want to be an American I want to be a whatever whatever country wherever you want to go you want to let's just say defect because those words actually exist if you're an American you want to go to say England or France or wherever. Here's the thing. The, the majority of all the countries around the world do not have the, the uh, border policies that, that America has. Even, even coming to the front door of America and doing it the right way is still a pretty easy process. But when you try to do that and go to another country, whatever country, pick one, you have to show worth. That country wants to know what you're bringing to the table. And what I mean by that is this. If you live in America and you can barely keep a job, you have no money, you have no value. No, I shouldn't say no value because that's kind of cold. But you have no value. No. <laughs> what I mean by that is you don't have a house and you don't have cars and you you have no worth. You're not a doctor. You're not. And I'm not saying me. <laughs> I mean, people that that personally know me, know the job I do. <laughs> I'm not going to go to another country and say, hey, I can do this for you. They're going to be like, okay, we got 5,000 people that already do that. <laughs> or 50,000 people that already do that. Um, they want to know what you're going to bring to the table. We don't want to import a bum, essentially. But in America, we just, we do that. And then we use it as an excuse to say, well, who's going to pick your uh, your vegetables? Who's going to clean your apartments or your hotels? And, and then I saw a thing the other day where they're, So I don't remember the state, but where they're encouraging, I think it was Massachusetts for some reason. But anyway, uh, people to take in these uh, migrants and they can help with the housework. You can you can have a migrant family stay with you. And hey, look at that. You know, Susie there, she knows how to cook and clean. And and Hector, her husband, knows how to do, uh, you know, yard work and stuff. And I was like, what are (laughs) we reading the articles? Like, are we we, what are we doing? We going back to slave times? And, um, and that's not the case. There are some people that are trying to cross the border because they want to work, and they might be hardworking individuals, and that's fine. But a lot of those people aren't. Let me ask you this. In whatever city or state you live in, how many times have you—OK, okay, you guys all. I live in Florida. I'm seeing more and more individuals, and I'm not saying that they are from these other countries, but they— appear to be from these other countries, okay? And we have homeless. Everyone has homeless, unfortunately. And they're all shapes and sizes, ages, and ethnicities. But I'm seeing a large, larger number of Hispanic homeless. Now, are these the same individuals that are coming across? I thought they had such a good work ethic, and there was all this work for them to do. And there was all these vegetables and fruit that need to be picking. Why are they doing that? Because in Florida, this time of year, it's picket season. Strawberries, oranges, that's, you know, and then you go into the vegetable season in uh, March into April. So why aren't they working? They don't have the work ethic that maybe some of these other individuals do. But you look at the video of these Chinese nationals that are coming across. They don't look like they need to come here for work. And that's where it gets a little concerning. So this is something that I think we all very much need to keep a close eye on. And I'll say this again, like I've said it a hundred times before. The only thing you can do is be as prepared as fucking possible when it comes to these situations. That's all I got to say. That's all I got to say about that. All right. So we're coming up on 40 minutes. I'm going to close out with this. Go to my patriot... No. <laughs> so, I was thinking about this today. Public servants and their immense wealth. Now, we've talked about it. You've probably heard other shows talk about, like Nancy Pelosi and different congressmen and senators and and past you know presidents that probably didn't have much to their name prior to being president that leave and now they're millionaires. Let's cast them aside. I'm not saying that what senators and congressmen are doing probably by investing in stocks and, and whatnot aren't a little shady, but I'm I'm gonna go to a lower level public servant. And what I mean by that is this if you live in a town and you have the a police officer, and let's say he or she's a higher ranking, they're not like the chief, but they're a sergeant or lieutenant or whatever, and their wife works you know, a full time job wherever. Nothing spectacular. But they live in a very nice house and they drive very nice cars. And you know, you know what the police salary is roughly, and you know that she works, you know, whatever, maybe she makes about forty or fifty, and he's probably making them out sixty. You know how are they live in, you know, you might start asking questions. Okay. Now I'm gonna divide my attention to two particular individuals. Now unfortunately these females are both black and i don't want this to get turned into a white on black thing i want to get this turned to a how in the hell do district attorneys from two different states have the net worth that they have now and the reason i'm going to do this we're going to and i'm going to tell you we're, we're talking about Fannie willis and uh, letitia james okay now, we have been told in our lives, uh, you need to be a doctor, you need to be an attorney, you need to be, you know, because those make big money. And anybody will tell you that when it comes to being an attorney, there's no money in, in public office. So if there's, well, from a paycheck standpoint, I should say, if you're a public defendant or public defender, I should say, a, a district attorney, a attorney general, those types of things, you're not talking big money. Now, if you were going to be a defense attorney or, you know, something along those lines like a John Morgan or, you know, something like that. And I can say John Morgan, even though he started down here in Florida, I think he's everywhere in the country. But there's no money in being an attorney from a state level. All the money's made in the private sector, okay? So we're going to talk about Fannie Willis. And the reason I brought her up is, you know, if you watched her her uh, case the other day where they're talking to her about whatever, about the money and stuff, and she talks about, oh, you know, my, my daddy always told me to have six months' worth of cash in your house. Now, I'm not saying that she's wrong. I'm not saying that that's not a bad idea. But six six months to me might be different than six months to you might be different to six months to Fanny. And I want to say she threw out a number like $9,000. Now, most average people in this country, people like me and you, just average, and we're not doctors, we're not lawyers, we're, we just go to work, we work 40, 50, 60 hours a week, and we might even struggle enough to live paycheck to paycheck. And that's, and that's life. That's how it is. I get it. I'm not laughing at you. I'm not saying that. But who in the hell is going to have the ability... To have nine thousand dollars just laying around their house at any given time and be a public servant at that now fannie willis whopping net worth includes diversive stock and real estate assets now she's only been district attorney for three years okay not even three years so let me read this here um fulton county georgia district attorney fannie willis has gained Nationwide attention, interest, investigation of Donald Trump indictments during the 2020 presidential election. But fewer may know the public servant boasts a significant uh, net wealth, net worth of millions. The American attorney is estimated to have a net worth of eight million dollars, with an annual revenue of two point seven. Now, your annual revenue is two point seven. She only gets paid $110,000 a year as district attorney. Where does the other $2.6 million come from? (laughs) $12,000 in speaking engagement fees? Okay. Rounding out attorney's net worth, an estimated portfolio with $5 million in real estate, $2 million in blue-chip stocks through companies like Apple, Microsoft, and Berkshire Hathaway. Once again as district attorney you're making 110. you've only been district attorney for three years at best you were elected in 21 so it might not even be a full three years it's not 110 a week it's 110 a year now good money most of us would take 110 a year my question is this how do you amass that kind of a fortune? Because your $12,000 in speaking fees probably didn't occur until you became district attorney. Prior to this, you were probably working. I, I would assume I could look through her thing, but I don't really care. She probably worked her way up through the ranks of the district attorney. She, um, Which if she's at the top of her game at 110000 okay so let me let me let me paint a picture for you okay if you guys have ever seen the the tv show law and order okay so um you had the the one dude that played the thing and he was the guy and it, no i don't remember names of the characters but uh what was his name sam waterstone whatever part he played in that show he was the the white-haired attorney so he was you know da blah blah, blah whatever his name was but he wasn't the DA. It was the older guy that was sitting in the office all the time. That was the DA. Okay, he was the underling. So essentially, painting the picture, that old man, for example, would be the Fonnie Willis of this story. Sam Waterson would be the underling, would be her boyfriend, so to speak. <laughs> but at one point, she was that person. Okay? And at one point, she was probably the person that was the assistant to that person. Now, those... Those jobs do not carry that big of a paycheck. If you, Fannie Willis, Fannie, whatever, are at the top of your game as district attorney of Fulton County, you're at the highest level you're going to get to in that county, and you're making 110000 What do you think the next level under her makes? 90, dollars The next level under that? sixty? Right? How do you acquire that level of wealth? You never worked in the private sector. You've always been a public servant. So why aren't we asking those questions? I can read this story and say, oh, $12,000, okay, how many engagement fees? Oh, well, she's got 5 million in real estate and 2 million, how did she get that? Any one of us that work a regular job and buy stock and might have a house (laughs) you don't amass that kind of fortune making 50 60 70 thousand dollars a year how did you get there that's what i want to know why aren't we putting her ass on the fire and finding out her net worth and reasons she has this net worth i should say now mind you she isn't the one that's gone after trump for the financial situation hers is more about Uh, calling the you know where he allegedly called the governor and said you need to find x amount of more votes or whatever so we can go to letitia james now she is stupid i'm sorry my computer stopped (laughs) she's the attorney general of new york so now she's the highest if 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 fanny willis is in atlanta georgia and she's in fulton county georgia She's at the highest game that she could possibly get in that county. Now, mind you, she could become attorney general of Georgia, which would be the highest she's gonna to get to in her position within the state of Georgia. Now, Letitia James is at that level. She is the attorney general of New York, the state, not the city. That's Alvin, whatever, Alvin and the Fat Monks, whatever his name is. Now she has a net worth of fifteen million dollars. Attorney generals in the state of New York, or the attorney general, her annual salary is $165,000. Now, she's only been the attorney general for a few years. So, how did she amass her wealth? Now, more recently, she earns $4 million annually through lobbying businesses and investments. Well, Correct me if I'm wrong, but to earn money from investments, you have to put money in investments. Where is your money coming from? You only make $165,000 a year. I'm not saying, oh, I I make tons more than that. $165,000, I'll take that all day, every day, and on Tuesday. My point being is (laughs) you don't have a net worth of $15 million on a $165,000 salary that you just started acquiring a few years ago. Prior to that, she was, you know, probably a county district attorney, so on and so forth. So it breaks it down like this. Her net worth is $15 million. Her annual income, I still say, is $4 million because it comes from other maybe entities. Her salary that she does for her job is $165,000. Her other income is $3.9 what is the other income? You can't say her annual income is uh, four million. That'd, that'd be like someone saying, "Oh, Don, what's your annual income? Oh, it's a uh, million dollars a year. Oh, yeah, well, but don't you just work at the place you work at? Yeah. Well, how much you make there? Oh, I make, uh, you know, fifty grand. So where does the other nine hundred fifty thousand come from? Ah, you know, I, you know, I do do a podcast and I do this and I do that. <laughs> I don't make that money, mind you. Just keep going to a detox store. But my point in her stock portfolio is $2.6 million. Now, I know people. I don't personally know people. But there are people, I should say, that work at, let's say, Publix. So where I live in Florida, Publix uh, headquarters is in the town I live in. So the president of Publix is my neighbor now. He lives in the area now these are people that are presidents of company, presidents of publics and stuff like that. they probably have a stock portfolio of 2-3-4 <laughs> million dollars. They're the president of a multi-billion dollar company. How the fuck <laughs> does the Attorney General of New York have a stock portfolio of 2.6 when she only makes 165,000 now. As Attorney General, she hasn't been Attorney General for 100 years. Just been a couple Letitia James received $40,000 from George Soros in 21, according to public state federal financial uh, records. The donation was made through Soros Democracy Alliances, a network of wealthy donors to support progressive causes. Soros' family extended a $50,000 donation to Letitia James through various anonymous accounts. Soros has donated to a number of Democratic attorneys, generals across the country, including Alvin Bragg in New York City. Um, Blah 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 real estate assets James possesses admiral collection of real estate within the city highlights include luxurious townhomes in Manhattan's Tribeca district Acquired for four hundred twenty thousand historical brownstone in Harlem purchased at 210 and a spacious uh, duplex in the Bronx um, Valued at eight hundred fifty thousand once again how You want to grill? Now I'm gonna read this, okay? And I, and I, and this isn't me. This is the article, okay? Letitia's favorites, <laughs> favorite food. You want to guess? Anyone? Anyone? Hmm. And like I said, <laughs> favorite perfume, Gucci. Favorite holiday. So I'd be favorite place for her to go on vacation, Tokyo. Favorite watch, Michael Kors. Favorite movie, Million Dollar Baby. Shock. Uh always on handbag Gucci favorite actor Chris Tucker favorite shades Versace favorite singer Mariah Carey bank balances according to documents and veiled on online platform platforms Letitia James is associated with multiple bank uh, accounts tied to her identity she holds a personal account with Chase Bank boasting approximately $850,000 <coughs> Fuck you, bitch. That's all I got to say. (laughs) Now, mind you, she's hating on an individual in Donald Trump who did what most people do when it comes to getting loans. They falsified their income, their value, whatever. And that's going to hit New York. What she's doing is going to hurt worse than she realizes. But the fact that this person, who is a public servant, Whose annual salary is $165,000 a year, has 850 sitting in the bank, right? And her net worth is $15 millions. But there's nothing to see there. At least Trump's net worth is what, $3, tri- $3 billion? What is it? $3 billion, I think. Whatever it is. It's far more than she has, but we've got to fuck with him. Why don't people start fucking with these people? And, it, and, and, the same thing's gonna happen if if anyone actually has the balls to go after Letitia James in these situations, the same thing's gonna happen. Get her on the stand and she's gonna be like Fannie Willis and she's gonna be all blacked out with all the fucking paper. Ah, ah, blah, blah, blah. My daddy told me to do this, my daddy told me to do that. Fuck that shit. You make one hundred and ten motherfucking thousand dollars a year. How in the fuck do you have that much money? You, Letitia James, make 165000 dollars a year. How in the fuck do you have that much money? Show me the fucking records. You wanna go after Trump for some bullshit? Fine, I don't give a shit about that. Show me your records. Why do you have the money you have? Who the fuck are you, besides an attorney general, to have that kind of wealth? Will someone please get the balls to go after these fucking women and these other individuals who are doing the same thing? But I want to know why these people have the money they have. That's all I want to know. Concerned citizen here, because if they can go after people for financial situations, then we should be able to go. We should be able to go after them for the same fucking thing. Let's ask questions. Why do you have so much money in the bank? You only make 165. You have in her bank account. She's got what five years worth of pay in her bank account. That's just in her personal bank account. That's not even the savings account. Or her stock portfolio. That's not, that's just, let me go get my debit card. That's the money she's got in the bank. Do you have five times what you make in a year in the bank? I doubt it. I doubt there's one person listening to this that has half of what they make in a year in the bank. In the bank. I'm not talking about stock and 401k. I'm not talking about that shit. I'm talking about your regular ass bank account that you can go to withdraw a couple of thousand dollars out of the bank. I guarantee you. There's not one person listening to this minus it being you know someone that's like trump or other podcasters that i know to listen to this and take my stuff and don't give me any credit um i'm talking about the average person there's no one listening to this that's got half whatever you make a year that has half that in the bank not in stock not in 401k none of that not your net worth based on your house and your cars and your shit you have i'm talking about in the bank cash money None of us have that. None of us. But this bitch who's a public servant, who works for the people, makes 165 a year has got five times her salary in the fucking bank? Fuck you. You can kiss my ass. That really pissed me off. I didn't see that before then. <laughs> if you can't tell. So anyway. Um and this is and this is how her so, and this is what's interesting. So what did I say her net worth was at? 20? Uh, come on, where's it at? 15 million, right? So over the years, so in 2010, it was 150. So, and this would be a good, this is a, every couple of years. It doesn't give me every year. So in 2010, she was an attorney of some sort. I don't know what she was doing. Her net worth was $150,000. Within four years, it got up to a million. Three years after that, five million. Three years after that, 10 million. Three years after that, 14 million. So, in a matter of 13 years, she went from $150,000 net worth. Now, that, I'm not throwing shade on the girl, but 150000 net worth isn't a lot of money. Dang, Don, what are you talking about? Listen. Your net worth is based on what you are worth not what you make in a year what you have in the bank it's your net worth so it's what you make what kind of stocks stock holdings you have what your 401k what your house values at if you have any cars those types of things that's that's your net worth so in four years she went from 150 which was nothing which means in 2010 She was probably a lower-level attorney working for the state or the county or wherever she was at, okay? She probably didn't own a house. She was probably struggling at $150,000 net worth. Don, that's a lot of money. I got you. She lived in New York City. That's not a lot of money, okay? She built herself up to a million dollars and then, 13 years later, $14 million on top of $850 in the bank and all this other shit. And you're only a public servant. There's people that have been businessmen, businesswomen, actors, musicians that have been doing this for years on top of years that don't have that kind of wealth. How did you acquire your money? That's what I want to know. I don't need this bullshit. Oh, I was here, I was there. You made X amount of dollars each year as whatever level attorney you were. You don't acquire the amount of stock that you have like that overnight making $150,000 a year. Not even making $150,000 a year. I shouldn't say that. That was just our net worth. How did you acquire that stock? How did you acquire those portfolios? How did you acquire that property? Those are the questions that need to be asked. Were those gifts? Was she gifted property? Was she gifted um, stock? Was she gifted these things? And if so, did she pay taxes on them? Hmm. Interesting question. So, (laughs) anyway, guys, (laughs) as I said, I didn't think I was going to go an hour. Here we are. (laughs) But... So I'm going to close it out with that. Um, you guys, please, um, if you find anything out on either of those individuals, send it my way. You can hit me up, uh, Don Q at DontTreadOnAmerica.com. You can go to the website, DontTreadOnAmerica.com, and you can hit me up. Wow, that was loud. <laughs> you can hit me up on our social media webs- uh, pages at DontTreadOnAmerica on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok and True Social, and uh, the Twitter X Machine, I forgot that one earlier, uh, Tom underscore 1775, and guys, please don't forget, whatever podcast app you're listening to this on, please make sure that you share the show, and uh, make sure you're following the show, and then guys, please make sure you hit us up at the DTOM store, and don't forget about our sponsor, uh, ReaperApparelCo.com All those links are at the bottom of the podcast app, and what you're listening to this on, so please, check that out, and uh, You know, help a brother out. Other than that, guys, you have a fantastic day. And I will see you again Thursday. Cheers.